0: Hey, hey, everyone. This is Dan, the GM, and I got a question for you. What is better than 138, but not as good as 140? Well, that's this week's episode. This is episode 139 of What the Dice, and I'm going to be doing a random listener shout-out. This week, I am pulling from Discord, Sir Jakob. You have been in our Discord for quite a while, and I think it is time I give you a shout-out. I really appreciate you coming to the Discord and hanging out and chit-chatting when you can. If you want to get your own random listener shout-out, you can find us on all major streaming platforms, or the easiest way is to head on over to whatthedice.weebly.com, join our Discord, follow us on Facebook, and follow us on YouTube. All of those will give you a chance to get a random listener shout out. That's it. I'm going to shut up. You guys go and enjoy this week's episode. This is What the Dice. I'm Dan the GM, and this is episode 139. By the time we arrive back at the small village, we have decided to make our temporary home. It is snowing and snowing hard. We can barely see the lights from the windows as we pass through. Dropping off our travel gear, we turn and make our way down the old stone walkway down to the ocean side where we saw the storyteller standing on the dock. At the dock, we step across the cold and frozen wood planks looking out at the ocean that is cresting and almost freezing just from the sheer cold. Walking up next to the storyteller we can see that he has his cloak pulled tightly around himself and he is staring off into the ocean. Well, 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 me friends. It is rather cold, is it not? Well, you know, Sometimes, the brisk cold makes me feel alive. Reminds me of when I was out on the ocean, sailing through these cold storms, watching the ice build up on the decks. (laughs) To be young again, to be young again. Well, the adventurers are making their way through this strange entrapment of weird, dangerous traps and, uh, All manner of chaos that this strange psycho has put forth. Also, he has a strange habit of letting them see his past. His targets, his bounties and what he has done. Well, let us hope that he is not as skilled as a trapper as our adventurers are. Well, find yourself a a place to sit. Let us continue our tale. In the last episode, you guys got a little deeper into this strange, I don't know what we can call this. I guess this is the hall, oh, I'm going to try to mess you up before I have to deal with you. Finding more bounties that have been unclaimed and then finally coming across a hall of pictures of all of his claimed bounties, and finding a picture of the one named King, an elf dressed in a very elegant suit, with a rose lapel and a rose black rose ring around his finger. Psycho standing there with his first bounty, a dwarven head on a silver platter, and a large red orc standing next to him with a dark smile and a thumbs up facing the picture camera. You guys took this picture and stuffed it in your bag of holding for whatever reason and proceeded to move on as you have still not found your prey. We come back as you guys are standing in the hallway, still dealing with his trappy traps. What would you guys like to do first?
1: Thank Kalila for being protective. And then, um shrug and go, well, no answer is still an answer.
2: What do you mean, uh, well, no answer? You mean talking- got nothing from your god?
1: No, we're- we're in what feels like a magical void. The only magic in here is us.
2: We experienced something similar to that when we were in the Cursed Swamp. Things were odd. Although- Although The one god that did manage to pierce the cursed swamp was, uh... Iomidae.
1: Okay, well, she's definitely not talking to me, so...
2: I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, this is a sealed door. She'll make a, a loose head gesture towards the very end of the hallway, going, there's a corner there that might be the end. I can't imagine he's just there. But let's be prepared.
1: He might be. There's no telling. Um. There's just really no telling.
2: Do you have a mirror on you, Faye? Did Emma tell us about King? No, I don't think she did. Because we didn't know to ask about King.
3: Hey guys, I have an idea.
2: What's your idea?
3: Tap the little ear- earbud comp thing. Um, Emma, are you there?
0: There's some heavy static, and then you hear Emma with some static in her. Something doesn't sound right. It sounds like she's probably in a secure area. Uh, what's up?
3: Um, what do you know about a guy named King?
4: Um, he's a mob boss from the Golden City area, runs the docks, uh, elven guy, um, uh, pretty much if anyone, pretty much you don't want to cross him. He's a pretty common demeanor, but people who cross him or take him off enough, they tend to disappear.
3: Right. <laughs>
1: Alright, who's the orc with
3: him? Uh, they wants to know who's the orc with him.
1: Uh,
4: he had a couple of bruisers. Um, King had one guy. Oh. God, I can't remember his name. Big red guy had a bunch of cybernetics when I ran across him.
3: that yeah, sounds like the guy.
4: Yeah, I was doing a drop-off for it and, uh, King basically told me to just leave the package and walk away. Uh, I, I wanted to see my family, so I left the package and just walked away.
2: Just as a dumb question, they're not here, right?
4: No, King King doesn't leave the docks. He sends out people like Psycho or his work, whatever. I think his name started with an A. I don't remember. I, I wasn't exactly on, like, speaking terms with him. He, he's kind of the smasher face, talk to your corpse type of person. (laughs) Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Fair.
1: No, that's that's all Faye needed to know, but if you've got more information to pry out, go for it.
3: Do you know anything about this ring that King's got on? A black rose with a thorn-type thing? Oh, King has a uh,
4: shipping company that he runs, and it's called like Rose Petal Shipping, or something like that. All of his ships have this, like, ornately painted rows with red and black thorns and they're all like brilliantly painted red like these ships you can tell what who they belong to from a distance with a scope
1: okay
2: so that may just be branding it may not be what we're on about Kalila's going to mutter under her breath that seems awfully convenient right possibility though and we have to acknowledge it
3: Alright, uh, thanks. We're going to keep getting led led around by the nose by Psycho. Talk to you later. hmm
0: There's a, a static pop, and then your comm goes quiet.
3: We need more of these things. These, we need to teach, t- tell the the rat scholar about these things so we, we can talk to him and not have to rely on damn chalk that he won't share.
2: Maybe we can take it with us and give it to him.
3: Oh, there we go. We have to get him an extra one.
1: Probably quite a few things that we could take.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, nobody knows what we have in our bag of holding. One of us can easily just slip the common as... is just like, you can just take mine, I hardly use it. They're neat. But, looking back at Fang, do you have a mirror? I want to say that I do. Or...
1: a really well-shined knife or something that might work. In short, I've got something that would
2: act like a mirror.
0: I will accept that you have something that acts like a mirror. You may not have a mirror directly, but you will have something akin to.
2: Kalei will nod, take the dagger, and play the, before sticking her head around the corner, stick the dagger and look in the reflection to make sure that there's not a guy with a giant gun pointing at them.
0: Uh, Alright. As you put the blade around the corner to look in, you see a wall of the strange barrels that you have come to know as shotguns mounted loosely against the wall. In the center, you see a small camera lens, and you can hear as it zooms in and zooms out, keeping focus.
2: She'll pull the dagger back and look at Faye and Fibulous, going, there's a wall of shotguns and another camera. Neat. That means it's trapped or he has a remote thing for when we come around, he's probably gonna try and shoot us. Fabulous. I have no idea how it's rigged up. I just no- saw the guns. Hey okay, Mugen. Similarly to the called,
1: the pressure plate.
2: Or it could just be remote, but Mugen will look up at you.
3: Can you eject one of those rockets without firing it?
0: It shakes its head no. Well...
3: I wonder if that means I could put you on my shoulder and have you expel rockets in a directed fire. Hmm.
2: Shoulder mounted rat launcher?
3: Sounds sounds good to me.
2: I was wondering...
3: (sighs) Wait... Do we have any grenades anywhere? Like, from when we were on the Godspell? Did we keep any of those or did we give those back?
2: You know, I don't remember. And then I went, well, I was about to go, we have C4, and realized that was a bad idea.
0: Uh, in the beginning of this gauntlet of traps, you did disarm one of his grape
2: Oh, and Oh, we got three traps. grenades. Yes, we have grenades. I'm wondering if we could get
3: one down there far enough or close enough that when it goes off, it damages and disables or obliterates those shotguns in one go.
2: Worth a shot. <laughs> nice bud. You're welcome. I thought you would appreciate that.
3: The Fibulus is like, can I see that dagger?
2: She'll hand over the dagger.
3: Phibulous will go to the corner and see if he can get a, a layout on how everything is set up down there.
0: So, you have... Eight... I'm sorry, you have four rows of shotguns and four columns of shotguns. With... In the center a single lens that is focused. So you have 16 shotguns that are pointed down the hallway. Good lord.
1: Overkill.
3: You know, it's a little weird that he's using shotguns for this. Why do you say that? Well, as Faye demonstrated, fighting that guy down in the Godsfell with the wolf, they're really effective at
2: close range. I mean, that's like 30 to 40 feet. Is that long-range for a shotgun?
3: It's... It's still pretty close, but not as the super effective
2: range. When you have that many of them, are they just as effective, though? Um, light to medium armor? Probably so. No armor?
3: Uh, hamburger. Heavy armor? You're probably going to piss off whatever you shot with them. Noted. Now the bad question is how do we get the grenade, the grenade down there effectively without blowing someone else up?
2: Chuck and prey?
1: Uh
2: hang on. Majan? No, I don't have that, but was there anything in there we need to get to? It's the end of the hallway.
0: Uh there is another hallway at the very end that you guys can see.
3: Well, who's got the best arm to throw?
2: I'm pretty good. But Faye's been throwing daggers and ball bearings, so she might be better at it. Coin toss?
3: Well, the object is you've got to throw it down there far enough that you can get it close enough to the wall that when it detonates, it does damage to the wall, or it doesn't work.
1: I mean, it could be attached to a throwing dagger,
3: right? Um, yeah, the, the... the dagger would offset your, the weight of the dagger when thrown, or the grenade would offset the, you know what I meant
2: um, hmm. goes. I'm down for trying, we got three attempts hang on, it's gotta get down there and stick right, it
1: can't bounce off the wall
3: needs to hit the wall, and, and or land at the wall
2: can't we just roll it like a ball webs are sticky yeah, we can cover it with some web and chuck it and it should stick. If it falls short, though, that means it's going to stick right where it falls short. Okay, so once we
1: arm the thing, how long have we got until it goes boom?
3: Unfortunately, I probably couldn't tell you because I have not dissected one.
2: Chuck and pray it is.
3: All right, who's throwing first?
2: Kalila will hold up her hands looking at Faye in a rock-paper-scissor motion. Rock, paper, scissor. Let's go. Alright, and three. Are we just going to roll to see whoever gets higher wins the rock, paper, scissor round or are we going to call it?
0: Sure. Just, just roll Straight for it.
2: Whoever 3D20. rolls higher. I rolled a two. <laughs> I rolled a fifteen. I think you won.
0: Alright. So you have this strange egg-like shape in your hand with a pin and a handle all kind of clustered together. There are no instructions on how to use it.
2: Do we just chuck it to Febulus? Let me take a look at it. Go for it.
3: the Fabulous will study it and see if we can figure out how the how the hand grenade operates correctly.
0: Um Knowledge Engineering? Twenty-four. With a twenty-four you kinda of poke and prod and you kind of figured that something triggers something and then that there's a handle. That That's... You're not sure. You you know that something has to be done to arm it, but uh, you're not entirely sure what. Well, he
3: recognizes the pin in the handle, right?
0: Yeah, you recognize that there's a pin that... Usually a pin is there to hold something in place, but uh, past that, you're not 100% sure.
3: All right, guys, I'm going out on a limb here. I think you pull the pin and you throw the other part.
1: You could always ask Emma. I was gonna say ask the rat. Maybe he's seen one before. Mugen!
2: Do you pull the pin on this? And then how do you... He can't talk.
1: But he can yes or
2: no. Alright, that's fair. Defibulous, you ask it yes and no questions. Alright, Mugen. Uh, one, One... chitter for yes, two chitters for no
3: Alright Mr. Rat, you pull the pin and throw the other part, yes or no
0: It cocks its head to the side and stares at the grenade intently There's a moment where its eyes seem to flick through different colors and then it just nods
3: Or a nod works Alright, sounds good to me, logic wins (laughs) Well, trust me again Logic wins. Pull the pin and throw the other part.
1: Okay, is there any kind of... Did did we notice any kind of tripwire or light beam or anything that would indicate when one of us walks into
2: that hallway? Kalila will uh, investigate without sticking her head around the corner and see if she sees anything like that. Kick up some dust, yada yada.
0: You see the wall of shotguns and a camera.
2: Just a wall of shotguns and camera.
0: If
3: Defibulus was to crawl towards it, would he still get hit by shotgun firing? Yes. Okay.
0: They are literally set up that if a standard human walked in there, the lowest shotgun would be at the kneecaps.
1: Dick move. So that camera up there is probably the trigger to set the damn thing off, right?
2: That'd be my guess.
1: Can I cast create water around the camera and short it out?
0: You can... You can cast water in here, but I want to remind you that this place is a underwater facility, and there's a very high chance everything is either water-resistant or waterproof.
1: All right, so uh, what am I rolling for throwing the grenade?
0: You're going to roll...
2: um, Wouldn't it just be ranged?
0: It would be ranged, yep. 41. So how are you doing this?
2: blind throw around corner.
0: Yeah, like, you can't just literally blind throw it around the corner.
1: Yeah, probably that. Faye does not like shotguns after her last run-in with one. (laughs) You mean two.
0: So, Faye, you press yourself against the wall as much as you can. You pull the pin, and you chuck it down the hallway. There is a... And then... Silence. Silence. And then there's a explosion. And you hear the sound of electricity crackling and popping. And then you just see that black smoke just pour out of that hallway for just a moment. And then the smoke slowly clears.
1: Hey, give me the knife again. I gotta see what happened. he will hand the knife over. All right, what do I see?
0: As you use the mirror, the shined edge to look down the hallway, you see the walls, the floor, the ceiling are black and scarred. And you see these strange little balls sitting on the ground where there's a big black point where the grenade was. And as you slowly tilt the blade to look up, you see four, eight, sixteen shotguns and a camera undamaged
2: well that didn't work is it because they didn't get it in the right spot
0: no there's something new in the in there you guys heard oh. something like electricity crackle and pop and then now that she's looking down the hallway there was no debris in this hallway now there is these strange balls sitting where the grenade had detonated
3: the is going to try to blind fire down the hall at it
0: don't you have a long wi- long rifle
3: Better idea. Instead of the rifle, the carving, Mm -hmm. I will take out the military pistol and try it.
0: Okay. So you're going to blind fire a couple of shots.
3: Yeah, just put the barrel just enough over that, down the hall that I can fire it.
0: Okay. Roll your range. 23. With a 23, the bullet travels down the hallway, and then there's a flash of blue light as a strange hexagonal grid lights up.
2: Wow, that was neat. Hexagonal grid? Describe what this looks like.
0: Shield of light that is separated into, like, hexagonal beams.
2: So it could look like a magical shield. Yes. Is it protected by a magical shield?
1: There's no magic here. That's got to be some kind of technology we haven't encountered yet.
2: Okay, well, fine. The whatever equivalent of a magical shield. That's what it looks like to me. Didn't we run across shielding in the caves under God's
3: We did, and we found, I think, the control panel that shorted it out. I don't see a control panel around here.
2: Is the hexagonal grid across the whole hallway, or is it just, like, around the camera?
0: Uh, Give me a perception check, now that you guys are looking for something.
2: 29.
0: With a 29, you use the knife, and you kind of start to peer around, and... It looked like something was moving on the walls for just a split second, but you're not 100% sure you did see something. All right. And while you're looking, you notice something sitting just in front of the shotgun wall. It is a small metal box, about the size of your bow quiver. And you see written on there different numbers and, Lettering, But one word that you do recognize is security codes.
2: Hey guys, that box says security codes with numbers on it. Mm,
0: Read
3: back the numbers.
2: We'll attempt to read the numbers.
0: Have you ever tried to read something that is laid flat on the ground from a distance?
2: I don't know if I can, and I'd be guessing very hard. Okay, what if you stand up and hold the knife above your head and kind of get some... ...height angle on it? I have a question. Do the shotguns go from floor to ceiling?
0: They would go from human height kneecap... ...to human human height head.
2: So there's a, what... four foot gap between the... ...highest shotgun and the ceiling?
0: Yeah, I would give that.
2: Hey, Defibulous. Yes? If I remember correctly, from what I've witnessed, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, dear. (laughs) Can you do the math on... These things have a widespread with their bullets, right? They're not just like a single straightforward shot like your rifle?
3: Yeah, these things fire little projectiles that go everywhere and get into everything.
2: Okay. On the ceiling from where the the tallest shotgun is... Uh-huh. Where would that bullet hit the ceiling at? Mm, knife, please. That would be a Fey. She has the knife. I thought you had it. You were reading the, trying to read the. the, the... Okay, we're just ambiguously tossing the knife around. <laughs> knife, knife to you. Okay, fine. We've lost track of who has the knife. Okay.
3: Daedalus will use the knife and study the shotguns and the ceiling on, see if you can figure out where they would hit and score, hit the scoring on the ceiling. Give
0: me a perception check. 37. With a 37, you are studying it, and you, while you're trying to figure out where the bullets would go, and you're moving the knife kind of at an angle and up and down, trying to get a better view of it, you see where the black scarring abruptly ends and you see a a fine line probably about an inch across encompassing the entire hallway you begin to study that and then you move the blade a little bit so you can see down and you see another inch gap in the hallway that goes all the way around and then you move the blade and then you hear something and you listen and you move the blade around and the shotguns Kind of are tracking you. They're they're moving up as you move the blade up, and they move down as you move the blade down.
3: Hmm. Well, I did learn something new. Alright. The track guns are the shotguns are tracking motion.
2: Put that in a hunter ease, please.
3: Okay. I point my gun at you and I and I follow you as you move around with it.
2: Yes, yeah, just like a person.
3: Yeah, the guns are doing that.
2: Do they have a limit?
3: That I could not determine fully. They seems to be like a. Man, well, I'm gonna go on a limb. Maybe All right. the frame work for the shield thingy that stopped the grenade.
2: Kyla goes. All right. I want to test a theory. You said it was tracking your 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 the dagger, right? Mm-hmm. Kyla will pull out the tent spike, which hides anything in like a ten foot radius or whatever it is. Put it right on the corner, right? So five feet goes into the hallway, right? So they can move the dagger and see if the, the, the shotguns track it to see if the tent spike magic masks them.
0: So are you stepping into the hallway?
2: No, she's having the dagger go up and down to see if the shotguns follow the dagger before doing anything stupid.
0: Yes. By what you can tell, it, they are moving. It is
2: when she uses the tent spike. Yes. Okay, so the tent spike doesn't hide that right?
0: Because it uses magic.
2: Oh, these see-through magic. Hey,
3: Kalia, question. Hmm. Mugen, there when he fires his his little rockets at things, right? Yeah. Can you tell him where? Can he fire them and like send them around a corner, or does he have to be like? It's a straight shot. Actually, how big is he?
2: The size of a medium dog. Small to medium dog. I would imagine he's like a little bit bigger than Jack.
3: So he would theoretically be under the range of a the shotgun at the, at the lowest point.
2: Unless they can angle down far enough and then he still gets shot. That's why I was asking about the height variance of where it would hit the ceiling. If they can arc up following the like, top ridge of potential blast radius, where is that on the ceiling?
0: To be, the Fibulus be able to even calculate that? Without seeing them go off? No. I have an idea.
2: Okay, what's your idea? I want is
0: to... muttering to himself.
2: She goes, I had an idea too. I can spider climb and go across the ceiling like a spider.
3: I think it's going to hit you.
2: That's why I was figuring.
3: But he will take a grenade and kind of see if he could judge the distance between where that inch, that inch thing gap on the where the blast was. Mm-hmm. And see if he can land it at, that, at a different spot on it.
0: So you're trying to run, throw it past where the first one lied? Yeah. All right. Roll range. 34. With a 34. And as you guys are watching, the grenade bounces and you hear the... Th- <laughs> and then you see a quick flash of light as the grenade stops. There's a second or two, and then there's an explosion, and you see four metal balls drop out of that inch, and you hear and see power fluctuations in the hallway.
2: I don't understand what's going on, but it disabled the grenade, essentially. No,
0: it, the grenade went off, and it destroyed Nether shield.
2: Oh. How many more ring-shieldy things are there?
0: There was only two so now there's the solid wallow shotgun with camera
2: use the last one defibulous
1: hey 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 put some spider sticky on it
3: won't it stick to my hand if I do that
1: not if you only put it on part of
3: it I don't think I can I'm good enough to throw the grenade to get it to stick with the stickies I think the thing's gonna go end over end I mean I can coat your hand in chalk I still don't want to risk a grenade going off in my hand
1: he's a pretty good throw good point okay just I don't time it
3: yeah, Defibulus will. How much of a delay from when he threw it and it hit did it, hit, it, hit it before it went off?
0: About three seconds.
3: All right, Defibulus will get the next grenade, get it ready, mm-hmm. and he's going to.
0: Are you going to cook the grenade?
3: Yeah, I'm going to attempt to cook the grenade, even though this sounds like a really horrible idea.
1: Right.
0: Before you do this, I want to point something out. The grenade bounces and rolls, so if you're trying to get it closer. Cooking the grenade is a bad idea because that means it has less time to roll.
2: Just chuck it normally.
3: Okay, fair enough. He'll he'll throw one down throw the last one down there.
0: Alright. Roll range.
3: I'll give you a Nat twenty. Yes.
0: You have this moment and you take a quick turn and you pitch this grenade like a baseball pitcher, sending this thing. As center as you can, as the grenade hits the camera, there is not even a second before it just explodes. You hear a bunch of small explosions go off as it's just raining shotgun debris and camera debris. As well as a speaker falls with a staticky garbled message that you don't understand.
2: Kalila's literally gonna high-five to Fabulous. <laughs> hey, you don't have to be called Birdie. Yeah.
3: I want more of those.
2: We'll see what we can do. Maybe Emma has a couple of extra ones.
3: I think she needs it more than I do, though.
2: Probably. So depending on how we leave things, she'll nod and go think it's safe.
0: I can tell you as God, yes, it is safe. You have thrown three grenades down a hallway. If there were traps, there are no traps.
2: All right. Your God's talking to you, Defimulus. Let's move on. He's not my
3: God.
0: I didn't nominate him.
2: I didn't vote for you.
0: I pulled a d20 from a stone.
2: So we'll move on to the last part of the hallway.
0: As you go up and you find this chest down this hallway where the shotgun's laid. The explosion destroyed the lock. And who wants to open it?
1: Not I.
3: I blew this stuff up. Someone else gets to open it.
1: Um, Faye will kick it open with one toe.
0: As it flips open, you see the severed arm of the harvester. It has been neatly cut at the joint to fit into this very small box. And you see something on its wrist. It is solid gold and it's got this strange black screen with numbers that are showing a zero, a nine, a three, and a zero.
2: Is that the box that uh, Kalila saw with security code? Yep. Nine, zero, 930. 0. 0,
0: 9, 0930. Yep. And as you're watching it, it's now saying oh nine three one.
2: So it's at least counting up
1: and not counting down.
0: Defibulus, are you going to look at this as well?
3: Yeah, he'll take a look at it.
0: Defibulus, as you look down on it, your brain kind of kicks in. And you remember seeing this. It was on one of those strange hollow screens with a guy talking about how it tells perfect time and how it can do all these cool features. It's a solid gold and what you would know it as, or what the ad calls it, is a
2: watch.
3: Oh, I know what this is, guys.
2: What? You seem excited, so I'm guessing it's not going to explode on us.
3: Well, you never know. Things just tend to explode around us anyway.
2: But, But it's a watch.
3: It's one of those watch things I said I wanted earlier.
2: Looks like you got one now.
3: Yeah, but it's I feel I feel bad keeping it, considering it's like Emma's friend.
2: Maybe we bring it back to her then,
3: but it should be accurate. enough to tell you time and he'll like prattle off the entire list of other things. The commercial said it did.
2: Well, I'd say we take it back to Emma and if she doesn't want it, you get to keep it.
3: I get to watch. Anyway, um, but yeah, that should be
2: accurate on the time. So it's 0931? Mm -hmm.
1: That's what it says. Is it accurate or not?
3: Well, I'm sure it's accurate and it's telling time for this area, but I mean, that doesn't mean I understand their time here.
2: There. Anything else left to explore in this hallway?
0: Just that last corridor that you guys got left.
2: Approaching cautiously.
0: Kalila, as you approach, you get a whiff of the smell of death and rot. You can see the telltale signs of combat. There are burn marks and explosion marks all over this hallway. There's... The ground is riddled with ammo shells. What would you like to do?
2: Using the knife to peer around the corner again, because she's suspecting Psycho is going to be somewhere down here ready to shoot her with that cray cray gun
0: as you point the blade and the shiny edge into the hallway you see the harvester torso pinned into the wall by one of the harpoons that the enforcers are using you see the body of the scout heavily destroyed with bullet holes riddling it Written in blood above the harvester's body. It just says Tisk, 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 little birdies. I've been waiting at the pool.
2: Kalila's just gonna give a very deep angry growl again, and her ears go flat.
3: So he's been behind us this entire time?
2: Yes. He's back at that pool of water.
1: Well, we were warned that he likes to go through the uh, air vents. But now we know what he's capable of and what kind of games he likes to play.
2: There's a dead scout and the chest of the harvester. You did say chest of the harvester, right?
1: Yeah, the torso. torso.
2: Yeah, okay. The torso.
0: But the harvester's equipment is missing.
2: We can look for it or those bodies might be rigged as a trap. I say we make our way back to the pool
0: before you walk away there's one thing i would like everyone to roll all right. i need an intelligence check from everyone
2: 19
3: i rolled a total of 18 i
2: have a total
1: 21 with an at 20
0: all of you realize this hallway has had no air vents that he had to have planned all of this in advance there were no quick exits for him. He would have had to rig up and set each trap individually. All while hiding from you. But there is nowhere to hide.
2: So we had to lay this all out beforehand.
3: Nope.
2: That suit. That suit.
1: That freaking suit.
0: And with that realization we end this episode here. As we stand next to the storyteller and we listen to the tale slowly ending, The storyteller slowly closes the book. As we look around, we realize that we can see our breath in the air. It has gotten bitter cold. The ocean itself seems to be frothing as the water almost freezes as it exits. Each wave, the white head becomes denser and more frosted. We look to the storyteller who is standing comfortably, his cloak blowing back in the ocean breeze and a smile on his lips. Well, 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 my friends. It seems as if the adventurers have been playing a game that they do not know the rules. This strange man, this man known as Psycho, is, at best, a rabid animal. One that doesn't care about collateral damage or the lives he snuffs out. All he cares about is this little game he has created. This little game in which he has brought heroes to play. Well, my friends, the moon, is high and the temperature is low it is time for us to say farewell and as always me friends may the dice gods bless your every rule We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email, Pod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us.